say what you like about the anti-feminist backlash that dominated the late 80s, but it produced some excellent, unwittingly hilarious films. The greatest of these is Fatal Attraction. Psycho bitch Alex, played by Glenn Close, just can't take the hint when Michael Douglas's Dan tries to drop her following a weekend's hot sex. For all the righteous, legitimate feminist criticism of the film, director Adrian Lynn claimed to have based Alex on single women who were overcompensating for not being men. And for all the times boorish men have described perfectly sane women as bunny boilers, referencing Alex's decision to stick Dan's daughter's pet rabbit on the hob. I love this film. Indeed, the older I get, the more I see Alex join the ranks of women in film and literature, murderous spinsters, evil stepmothers, whom I'm supposed to find obscene, but whose grievances suddenly seem entirely reasonable. Never is this more true than when Close delivers the line, I'm not going to be ignored. For a while, this line formed the basis of a running joke between me and an old school friend. We'd add the acronym INGTBI, inked B, to the end of emails, especially if the recipient happened to be the kind of man who'd use the term bunny boiler. Then I noticed other women my age had a particular fondness for that scene too. I just want to be part of your life, pleads Alex, her voice rising. You won't answer my calls, you've changed your number. I mean, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. It speaks to us, especially with the stress on the penultimate word. I am not suggesting all menopausal women, or even just the ones with whom I associate, identify with murderous stalkers. It's a metaphor, a metaphor if you will. It captures that feeling of having been fucked, then ghosted, by life itself. Feminism won't answer our calls, it's changed its number. When we protest, it tells us, in full-on patronising Michael Douglas mode, you don't get it, you just don't get it. This is middle-aged womanhood in a nutshell, and there's no way of responding to the situation which will not be read as sinister, entitled and or insane. The cliché of middle-aged womanhood is that it's the time when we become invisible. Alas, superpower fans, this does not happen. We are still here, same as always. It's just that we're being ignored. Other people are actively choosing not to acknowledge or value us. This ignoring is often talked of as a minor issue, perhaps even a perk of becoming decrepit. Hey, at least we don't get catcalled anymore. Meaningful, positive attention is not on the cards for us. The implication is that any irritation we might now feel amounts to a hypocritical resentment at no longer being treated as sex objects. This trivialises what is being done to us and, bonus sexism, implies younger women secretly love being treated like pieces of meat and miss it when it's gone. I write as one who fell for this. Mistakenly believing my impending invisibility would indeed be a matter of escaping objectification. I assumed it would not bother me. I even allowed myself to feel a little superior to women who seemed more reluctant to let nature take its course. But this act of ignoring is not the same as the end of objectification. You're still an object. You've just changed in status from painting or sculpture to, say, hat stand. I've felt the shift over the past five or six years as I've progressed from early to late forties. Men my age or older speak to women younger than us both as though they are peers, while I am barely there at all. I struggle to edge into the conversation. I feel small and merely tolerated, as if I have walked in on a discussion not meant for me. Attempting to make myself heard feels ridiculous. 
as though I'm kidding myself that I've still got it, only now realising that it incorporates my right to interact with others in public space. In 1978, Susan Sontag coined the term the double standard of ageing to describe the way in which ageist sexism, or sexist ageism, impacts the status of women, particularly with regard to physical appearance. Since then, the pressure on women to look younger has not eased off. If anything, the increasing variety of ways in which to get work done, for those who can afford it, has made the standard even more unforgiving. Research is conducted not just into double but triple or more standards faced by women as sexism and ageism intersect with lookism, classism, racism and other forms of discrimination. At 47, I am already beyond the age at which women reach their highest career earnings. Were I a man, I would, on average, have another 10 years to go before reaching this peak. 